Shalom to all. Today's office is Daflam and Ches. We are starting Lam and Zion Omer Beis with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah Basiv Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shama Shadavan Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Freyda Chayabela, Basiv Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shama Shadavan Aliyah. And she says Berachos Kehanim Kate said, "How was Berachos Kehanim said?" Now we know the Berachos Kehanim consists of three Psukim: Yivrecha Hashem Yishmerecha, Yorah Hashem Panim Elach Vichinecha, Yisah Hashem Panim Elach Vyasim Chashalim. So the Mishnah says, "But Medina Omer Oisah Shalish Brachos." In the Medina, meaning outside the base of Mikdash. Kaihanim say it as three separate brachas, meaning each pasuk is said individually and Amen is recited after that pasuk is said. Over Mikdash, but in the base of Mikdash, bracha achas, it's all one together, meaning the Kaihanim say all three psukim together, that's because we don't answer Amen in the base of Mikdash. Furthermore, in Mikdash, Hashem's name is said as it's written, it's pronounced Yud Kevav Kei, Laman Chazamar Alpha on top, Uvim Medina, Pekinuyav, but in the Medina, outside the base of Mikdash, it's said with its kinoi, meaning it's said as we say it, Alf Dalad Non Yud. Another difference, but Medina, outside the base of Mikdash, the kind of lift up their hands, but only on the same level as their shoulders. They lift their hands above their head. Except for the Kangadol, he did not raise his hands above the tzitz, which is what he wore on his forehead. That's because it had Hashem's name on the tzitz. Whereas Rabbi Huda, he says, Even the Kangadol did raise his hands above the tzitz. And this Shinemar is really teaching us how do we know that they raised their hands at all? That's because the Pasuk tells us that Aaron raised his hands towards the nation and bless them. And now we're going to have a number of brises talking about Berchus Kehanim. Tanar of the brises says, Kais so they shall bless. Blashana Kaishis tells us that the Kahanim say Berchas Kahanim in Lashana Kaidesh. Atar Blashana Kaish and El Bukhalashain, you're saying that means Lashana Kaidesh. Maybe they could say it in any Lashain. So we say Namar Khan Kaisavarhu, Namar Alan, Eli Yam Dilvar Khasam. Over here it says Kaisavarhu, so use the Lashana Bracha. And over there, in regards to Hargizman Har Evil, it says these shall stand to bless the nation. Ma'alam Blashana Kaidesh, Afkan Blashana Kaidesh, just like over there is referring to Lashana Kaidesh, so to here, Lashana Kaidesh. He, I mean, he says, Ain't it Sarah, that's not necessary. We don't have to have such a limud. We have a Pasik that tells us Bafe. Harayu Aymert says, Kai. What does that mean? They have to say it in this Lashon, as in Kai Savarhu, so they shall bless in the following Lashon in Lashon HaKadash. And Tanya Nechorim, another Brisa. Kai Savarhu, what does that teach us? Ba'amida. They have to say Berchus Kehanim, standing. But now it's questioned. You say that means they have to stand. Maybe they're allowed to sit. So Namar Khan Kai Savarhu, Over here it says Kai Savarhu. Over there it says they shall stand to give the Bracha. Malalan, just like over there by Hagriz Ben Har Evil. Ba'amida, they were standing. So over here by Birchus Kayanim, Bamida they have to do it standing. Now Rabbi Nasan Aimer he says Enotzarich we don't have to have that limud. Harayu Aimer it says Beferish in the pasuk Lisharsai Ulevarich Bishmai to serve him and to bless in his name. Mamishar is Bamida just like a Kain doing Avoda he does so standing. Afmavarich Bamida so too when he does Birchus Kayanim he does so standing. And Mishar is Gufei Minalon how do we know that when he does Avoda he's standing? The pasuk says Laamoid Lisharis to stand to do Avoda. I think Mark contains Tanya Indichlev another Brisa Kaisavarhu Benasias Kapayim that's with Benasias Kapayim they have to raise their hands when they do. You say they have to raise their hands. Maybe they don't. So Nemrakan Kaisavarhu, it says over here Kaisavarhu, Alan, it says over there, Vaisa Aaron Aaron lifted his hands up to the nation and he blessed them. Just like over there, Aaron had lifted his hands, as it says, Vaisa Aaron, and that's referring to Birchus Kaihanim that Aaron did. So to over here, when we're dealing with Birchus Kaihanim in general, it's with Nasias Kapayim, they have to raise their hands. But now Kashalilabianusan or Biasan asked the following question. If that's really so, meaning for learning from so why don't we say the following? Malalon just took over there. Kain Gadol v'Rosh Chaydesh Avodas Tzibur. That was a unique situation. The Berachos Kain was said by the Kain Gadol, which was Aaron Kain. It was on Rosh Chaydesh. It was on the first of Nisan, and that was while he was in the middle of doing Avoda for the Tzibur as part of Hanukkah's Hamishkan. Afkan. So to over here, meaning when the term mentions Berachos Kainim, maybe the only time Berachos Kainim is said 
Kain Gadol, Varesh Chaydesh, Vavayda Sibur. Only when we have a Kain Gadol on Rosh Chaydesh and he's in the middle of doing Avayda Vitzibur. But now the Gemara says, Ramnasan Amar, Ramnasan tells us, Ain't it's Arach, wouldn't need to have the Xerah Shava from Aaron Akain. Because Arayu Amir, the Pasuk already says, Hu Uban of Kalayamim, him and his sons all the days, Makish Ban of Lai, his sons are compared to him, Mahu Benesias Kapayim, just like Aaron Akain, he did Benesias Kapayim, Avban of Benesias Kapayim, his sons also, they do with Benesias Kapayim. Oksiv in the Pasuk says, Kalayamim, all their days, meaning not just this particular instance where Aaron all future days, even the ones that are not like this. And we compare bracha to sheiros. This is how they should bless Bnei Yisrael. That's with the shem hamafirosh. Meaning when kaihanim say berchos kaihanim, they say yud kevavke. But now we question this. You say that they have to say shem hamafirosh yud kevavke. Maybe they have to use the kinu of Hashem's name, meaning alaf dalad non yod. So Tam Lamer, the pasuk tells us, "V'samu es shmi, they shall place my name." What does that teach us? Shmi hamiyuchad li, Hashem saying they shall. Say the name which is special to me. That's Yud Kevavke. Now Yochav Gvulin Kain, you might think they should say Yud Kevavke. They should use the Shem Mafirosh even in the Gvulin, meaning even outside the base of Mikdash. So he answered, No. Namar Kan Vesam Was Shmi. Namar Laalon. It says over there, Losum Es Shmai Sham to place his name over there. Malalon Beis Abachira. Just like over there is referring to the base of Abachira, the base of Mikdash. Afkan Beis Abachira. So to over here, when it says Vesam Was Shmi, that's referring only to the base of Abachira and the base of Mikdash. Now Yeshemer he says in Itzarich this Gzeshav is not necessary because Ari Yoimid already says B'Chol Hamakam Asher. In any place I allow my name to be mentioned, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to bless you. Now, do you really think in any place? Meaning, do you really think that Hashem allows his Shem HaMafayr Shud Kevavke to be mentioned anywhere? We answer, El Mikr Zemesurus, who? This Pasuk has to be switched around and we have to understand it like this. Any place that I'm going to come to and bless you, Sham Azkir Shmi. There I allow my name to be mentioned. And where is it that I'm going to come and bless you? Meaning, where is it that Hashem is going to bless Am Yisrael? That's only the base of Mikdash. And it's Sham over there that Azkir Shmi, that I'm going to allow my name to be mentioned. And again, that's in the base of Bechira, in the base of Mikdash. So it's only in the base of Mikdash that Yud Kevavke is allowed to be mentioned. And Tanya Yedich, we have another Braisa. The Pasuk tells us, So you shall bless Bnei Yisrael. I don't know if that's referring to Bnei Yisrael. Meaning that the Kahanim. Bless the males, Gerim, Nashim, Vabadim, Shukharim, Minayin. How do we know that they also have to bless Gerim and women and freed slaves? That's why the Pasuk says, Amar Lohem, tell them, Lekulhu, meaning say this bracha to all of them, to everyone in Kla Yisrael. The Pasuk says, Panim Kineged Panim. Everyone is face to face. Now there's a question, You say that it has to be face to face. Maybe it's face towards the back of the neck. Meaning, who says the people that are listening to Berchus Kahanim have to be facing the Kahanim? Maybe they could be facing away from them. So we answer, Tamalim, the Pasuk says, Amar Lohem, say to them, This is like a person telling his friend. And when a person is speaking to his friend, they're Face to face, and Tanya Yidduch another brayso. Kais of Arkel Pasuk says, "B'kol Ram has to be in a loud voice." Maybe it means it's said quietly. So Tam Leimer Amar Lohem Ka'adim Sharmel Chaveroi. As like when a person speaks to his friend, it has to be loud enough that his friend hears him. So therefore, Berachos Kanim has to be loud enough so that the people can hear them. And our Rabbi he said, "Naktin we have Mesira Lishnayim Karukayhanim." When there's two Kayhanim doing Berachos Kayhanim, so someone, sometimes the Chazan, sometimes someone else, calls out the word Kayhanim. Like we know, someone says Kayhanim. Well, Echad. However, if there's only one Kayin doing Berachos Kayhanim. In a kari kayin, the word kayin isn't called out. Shnei the pasuk says, "Amar lohem, tell them l'shnayim to two people, not to only one kayin." And Rambam Rav Chizkiyahu Chizkiyahu says, "Naktinon, we have a mesayra kayin kari kayhanim that only a kayin calls out kayhanim in Yisrael kari kayhanim, but Yisrael doesn't call out kayhanim." Shnei Rav says, "Amar lohem," and what do we learn from here? Amira lamet chazam beis on top. Mishal lohem tehei the amira this calling out of kayhanim should be said only by one of them, meaning by the kayhanim. Now, how do we pass it in these halachas? 
halachas like Abaye, that someone calls out Kayhanim when there's two or more. The less halachas like Abaye, Rav Chizda, but the halachas not like Rav Chizda, and even someone who's not a Kayin can call out Kayhanim. And the Gemara continues, Simon Mesava Lebracha, Duchen Bavaida, Kais Makir Nano Beegla. This is Simon for what we're going to be talking about now. Amr Bishibun Levi, Bishibun Levi said, How do we know that Kosh desires Berchas Kayhanim? Shinamar the Pasuk says, Vesamu Shmiel Bene Israel, Vani Avarchim, and they shall place my name on the Bene Israel, and I'm going to bless them. Over here, it seems to be that Hashem's blessing of Am Yisrael is contingent on the Kaihanim placing his name on Am Yisrael. So Hashem, so to speak, desires Berchus Kaihanim. Another matter from Rishu ben Levi. From Rishu ben Levi, Kol Kain Shemavarech Mizbarech, any Kain who does Berchus Kaihanim, he is blessed. Rishenu Mavarech, Enu Mizbarech. But if he doesn't do Berchus Kaihanim, he's not blessed. Shem of the Pasuk says, Vavarech Mavarechacha, I'm going to bless those who bless you. Another member from Rishu ben Levi, Kol Kain Sheino Oil Ladochen, any Kain that does not go to Dochen, Oiver B'Shalash Hasei, he's over three different Haseis. One Hasei is Kais Another essay is Amar Lohem, and the third essay is Usamu Shmi. Now Rav Amarav says, Chayshin Shem Ben Gusha Ben Chalutzahu. We have to be Chayshesh that maybe he's the son of a woman who's divorced or a Chalutza because he's not going up to Dochen. And we know that if a Kayin marries a woman who's divorced or a Chalutza, their son is not fit to be a Kayin. And the Gemara clarifies, Vlai Pligi, they're not arguing. Meaning what Rabshub and Levi said and what Rav just said, they're not arguing with each other. Hadisalak Leprakim, this is referring to when he sometimes goes up to Dochen, whereas the times that he doesn't go to Dochen, he's over three essays. Whereas Hadaloy Salak Leprakim, what Rav was talking about is referring to a kain who never goes up to Dochin, so then we have to suspect that he's a son of a Gushu or a Chalutza. And another member from Mishubal Levi, from Mishubal Levi, Kol Kain She'ena Oila, Ba'avayda, any kain that doesn't go up to Dochin, meaning he doesn't start walking to the front of the Beis Medjesh, meaning any kain that doesn't go to his place where he's going to Dochin from during the bracha of Avayda, which is the bracha of Ritzay, and Shemayna Esrei, Shuvayna Oila, so he's not allowed to go up to Dochin. Shemayna, because the Pasuk says, Vayisa Arnus Yadavel Amvayvarchem, and Aaron raised his hands towards the people and he benched them, and he went down from doing the chatas, the oil, and the shlamim. Now, Malalan Bavoida, just like over there, Aaron Akayin gave him a bracha by Avoida. He was in the middle of doing the Avoida, Afkan Bavoida. So to over here, Kaihanim, they have to go up to say Berchus Kaihanim by Avoida, by Ritzay. Ask the Marini, is that really so? Vaharabi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Salki, Rabbi Ami, and Rabbi Asi, they went up to Dochen, they went up to do Berchus Kaihanim after the Chazan finished Avoida, after he finished Ritzay. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Mekara Hava Akikar Ayu. They'd already lifted their legs beforehand. However, Mitmali Hava Matu Hasam, meaning they didn't get to the place where they're going to dochen from until after it's a this is just like what Rabbi Shaya said this is only taught that a Kayin who didn't go up by Ritzay is not allowed to dochen if he didn't move his feet at all if he had moved his feet even a little bit during Ritzay meaning moving his feet in an effort to go towards the front of the base Medrash to dochen he can go up to dochen even after the Chazan finished Ritzay and with Tananam you learn similarly in the Mishnah this is talking about where the Chazan himself is a Kayin if he's confident that he's going to be able to do Nesiyah's Kapayim, he's going to be able to do Berchus Kayhanim and go back to his tefillah, meaning he's not going to get all confused when he's going back to Chazar Sashat, Roshai, he's allowed to do this. Now, Vavina Ba, we analyze this. Hale Akar, he didn't move his feet during the Bracha of Avaida in order to do Berchus Kayhanim. So how was he able to do so? El, the answer is, Denad Purta, it must be that he moved his feet a little bit. And so, Hachanami, Dakar Purta, over here also, Rav Amin Rav Asi, they lifted their legs a little bit as the beginning of their effort to get towards the place where they're going to do Berchus Kayhanim from, and that's okay. And now, another member from Mishu Levi, but not one that has to do with Berchus Kayhanim. From Rabbi Shubin Levi, Ein Nosen Kashal Bracha Levarich, El Lotoiv Ayin. We don't give the Kashal Bracha to make a Bracha on, meaning we don't give the honor of benching, of leading the Zima to somebody, unless he's a Toiv Ayin. If he has a good eye, he's very generous. Shanamar the Pasuk says, Toiv Ayin Hu Yivarach, Kinosan Milach Meladol. Someone who's generous, he shall be blessed, because he gave of his bread to the poor. Now, what's the Drasha? I'll take a Yivarach. Don't read the Pasuk as Yivarach, that he's going to be blessed. El Yivarich, rather, 
read it as Yivarech, meaning he shall do the blessing, he's going to lead the Zimon. And Vamar Rishabh Levi, how do we know that even birds recognize people that are stingy and they stay away from them? Because the Pasuk says, because for nothing he scatters his seed in the net in front of the eyes of every Baal Kanaf, which literally means every winged creature, which is obviously referring to birds. In other words, we have this fellow who's stingy and he's trying to trap a bird, so he has a net and he puts seed in the net to try to attract them. And so the Pasuk says it's for nothing that he does that because they know he's stingy and they're not going to fly in there and take it. And Ramram Shubha Levi, another Memra, call an enemy Tar Ayin over Balav. Anyone that gets benefit from someone who's Tar Ayin, from someone who's stingy, he's over Alav. Shenem the Pasuk says, Al Tilcham es Lechem Ra Ayin Vegaimer. Kik my Shar Benafshai, Ken Hu Achalush Seyam Relach Vegaimer, for he's like someone who has a bitter soul and he tells you to eat and drink, but he's not really with you. Meaning, even if he gives you food and tells you to eat and drink, he's not really happy about it, so don't take his food. And Ravnach Mar he tells us, Over Bishnei Lavin, if a person takes food from someone who's miserly, from someone who's stingy, he's over in two lavin. The Pasuk says, Al Tilcham, don't eat his bread. So that's lavin number one. And furthermore, the Pasuk says, Al Tisav, and don't desire the good things he's going to give to you. And if a person took it and ate it, so he's over eating the bread and desiring his delicious things that he has to offer you. And one last member from Rishub Levi, from Rishub Levi, Ein Eglat Rufa Ba El Bishol Tsari Ayin. The whole reason why we ever have a case of Eglat Rufa in the first place is because of Tsari Ayin stingy people. What is Eglat Rufa? So the Pasuk tells us about a person who's found dead on the outskirts of a city in between city A and city B. So the elders of both cities come out and they measure which city is closest to this person. And whichever city is closest to that person, the elders of that city have to go through a whole process, which is called Aglarufa that we're not going to get into now. But how do we know the whole reason why this whole thing happened in the first place is because of stingy people? Shanem, because the Pasuk says, the elders of that city say, Va'anu va'amru, and they speak up and they say, Lideinu loy our hands did not spill this blood. Now here's the question. Do we really think that the elders of that city, the elders of the Bezdin, really spilled this person's blood? How could it be? Ella, what they mean to say is that this person didn't come to us and we sent him off. And we didn't see him and leave him. What does that mean? This guy didn't come to us and get sent off without food. This fellow didn't come to us and get sent off without being escorted out of the city. Now that implies that if he was sent off without food and without being escorted, so whoever would have done that would have been accountable for that. And who would send off a traveler without food? Someone who's a miser. And back to Berchus Kehanim. Amar Ada, Amar Av Simlai. Besaknesis, Shakul Kehanim, a shoal that's entirely comprised of Kehanim. Kulun Oil Duchen, all them go Duchen, meaning all them say Berchus Kehanim. As the Gemara Lamim of Archen, so who are they giving a bracha to? There's no one in Shoal. So from there, he answers, Lachem Shabbosadais. They're benching the people that are out in the fields. As the Gemara Aini, is that really so? Batani Abba Braid Rabbin Yaman Barchia, Abba the son of Rabbin Yaman Barchia taught, Am Shachar Kehanim, the people that are behind the Kehanim, when they say Berchus Kehanim, they're not including the bracha. So for sure, people that are out in the fields and they're not even behind the Kehanim, they're not even there at all, of course they shouldn't be included in the bracha. So the answer is like Kasha, it's no problem. Hadanisei, Hadalanisei. One's talking about the people that are in Aynes. They're forced, they have to go out to the fields to work and they simply aren't able to attend Shul, so they're included in the Kehanim's bracha. Whereas this Brasa says that they're not included, those are the people that are not in Aynes, and so they're not exactly to be part of the Kehanim's bracha. Ask more of Atani Rav Shimi, Mibirta Deshchairi, Rav Shimi, from the capital city of Shchairi. He taught as follows a shoal that the entire shoal is kaihanim amen. only some of them go up and the other ones answer amen. so we see clearly that not all of them go up to Dochen so my answer is like Kasha is no problem 
This price is talking about where after some kaihanim go up, there's going to be 10 remaining to say amen. Whereas the other brats from Mad is talking about where there aren't going to be 10 people to respond amen. So everyone just goes up to Dochen. And the Gemara continues, Gufa, we had just stated in the Gemara, Tana Abba Bred Rabbin Yaman Barchia, he taught in the Braisa, Am Shachar Kehanim, the people that are behind the Kehanim, when they're saying Rech's Kehanim, and Machal Bracha, they're not including the Bracha. Now, who are we referring to when we say Am Shachar Kehanim? Pshita, Ariche Ba'ape Gutse, Loy Mafsaki. It's obvious that if there's tall people standing in front of short ones, so the short ones actually cannot see or are not seen by the Kehanim, that's not a problem because they're all considered in front of the Kehanim. Also, Tevel and Mafsika. The Tevel, which is referring to the Aran Kodesh, that's also not a Chatzitza. That's not going to create a problem if a Kain is on one side of the Aran and there's some people on the other side of the Aran. That's not a problem. The Bracha still goes on the people. Mechitza Mai. But what about if there's a partition? There's just a Mechitza in between the people. Is that a problem? Does that mean that the Bracha, so to speak, doesn't reach them? So the Gemara answer is Tashma, the Amr of Shubin Levi, Afil Mechitza Shel Barzel, even a metal Mechitza is not going to be considered a barrier in between the Yidin and their father in Shemaim. Ibalu asked another question. What about people that are on the sides of the Kaihanim? Is that considered being behind the Kaihanim or in front of them? So Amar Abba Marbaravashi, he answers, Tashmat did not. We have a mission that tells us, Nishavel has his of. If someone wants to sprinkle the Mechatas, he wants to be Matar someone or something, and he tends to sprinkle it in front of him because that's where, let's say, the Kalim that he's being Matar are. They're right in front of him. But he accidentally sprinkled it behind him. And there happened to have been Kalim behind him that needed Hazah. Or Lachrov, he wanted to sprinkle it behind him, he's a Lafanov, but he ended up sprinkling it in front of him. Has also Psula, that's possible, because he sprinkled the water in a totally different place than where he intended. However, Lafanov, if he intended to sprinkle it in front of him, he's all Stadden Shebafanov, but he ended up sprinkling it to the side of what was in front of him. Has also Kshera, his Hazal is Kasher, so we see from here that something that's towards a person's side is considered to be in front of him. We're going to stop here for the day, we pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about Brichus Kehanim. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.